How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Appreciate you guys listening, tuning in as always. And I just got back from Powderhorn, Colorado. Hit up round three of the Scott and Darrow Cup. It was a lot of fun. If you were curious about Powderhorn, Colorado, what the terrain's like, it's pretty sick. Highly recommend it. They only got three trails. It's a small park, but the huge variety. Uh, I think their green trail, probably a 10-year-old can go down it. Super smooth, uh, nothing technical, nothing super steep. And then they have some really technical stuff that uh, I think even the most, uh, some of the most, oh, professional mountain bike riders would enjoy, I would say. Anyway, yeah, if you're planning a trip to Powderhorn or you're just curious what it's like, highly recommend it. Super fun park. And uh, the staff was all really cool. I really enjoyed it. Uh, anyway, this podcast I caught up with Caleb Weaver and Tim DaCosta while I was up in Grand Junction. And these two guys, I've known them for a while. I've raced a few races with them in the past. Super cool dudes. And recently, or right, right now, presently, they are working on a documentary film called What It Takes. The film is, I guess I can call it a documentary. They, they, they do a better job at explaining it in the podcast, obviously. But really explaining past, present, future of mountain biking and Grand Junction, Fruit of Colorado area. Really interesting. Uh, so I had to sit down and talk to him about it. I'll put a link in the description of a trailer, kind of a teaser they have out for it. And and you'll see these guys are professional, man. They're uh, Caleb and Tim both do such a good job with the, the camera work, the audio and stuff. So super stoked for them. I can't wait to see the finished product. Um, yeah, I think that's all. So I, I apologize for the audio. I'm still trying to figure out these microphones so uh yeah just bear with me i'll get them figured out one of these days but other than that it was a really fun conversation if you're in the area hit these guys up they're really fun guys you'll tell on the podcast uh, they're they're all just kind of stoked on life and uh, it's just a good time hanging out with them so i was uh really really happy that i was able to have the opportunity to sit down and talk with them and uh and like i said stoked to see what they got coming out Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. As always, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you later. Whatever you were saying. Yeah, it sounds really good right there. Yeah. Close to the better. Plus, uh, here, we can close this. Close to the better. It's not just like... Get all crammed into that closet. It's really good for recording all the other day. I feel like that's <laughs> happened. That's my, uh, it's actually pretty good. It's got all the jackets Hello. in there and stuff. <sighs> my wife says the faucet is sexy. The faucet is sexy. Yep. That's good. Can I, can I get to that one more time from you? The faucet is sexy. The faucet. You need to go up a little bit. The, the faucet, faucet is, is sexy. sexy. <laughs> She actually bit, said, sexy faucet, exclamation point. Oh, well, that changes everything. Hmm. You still doing stuff for Diamondback? Yeah. Well, not just not really doing a lot. <laughs> just riding bikes. Racing. <laughs> Racing. Those are, I really like those. They're good looking bikes. I love you mine right new now. Carbon man. release. Yeah. You like it? I do. It's. So here's the thing with me is I I kind of haven't been riding bikes, very long, 
so I haven't rode many bikes. I pretty much all I've, long. All I've rode is Diamondback. You get so fast. <laughs> I know, but you've been like I feel like I've known you for like three or four years, and you've been riding bikes. So the yards. first time I rode, the first time I bought a bike was September 2015. Wow. And then. What? And then I started racing in 2016. You didn't race in the 2015 Abajo? You nope. didn't race in the 2015. Wait. <laughs> didn't we race the we first Abajo together? Was, or did yeah. I race it by myself? First? The no. first time I ever met you was at the 2016 Hoedown. Oh. Or was... Oh, yeah, because Hoedown was... We should be, record- was, was we we should be recording this. Because Hoedown was before Abajo. Are we recording? We're recording, yeah. Oh, we are? Oh. You tricky man. Tricky man. I feel like he's done this before. He's getting real We should We reactions. should know these tricks. We should know this. He's been rolling the whole time. He's going to cut this oh, into man. some ridiculous now thing. Now we're going to get all awkward and nervous. And Gosh, your mustache you blew looks it. It's usually why I don't say nothing. <laughs> How funny. Anyway. Uh, but no, man. I, I, uh, yeah, so 2016... Yeah, so it goes ho down then Abajo, like because Abajo's in August all the time. Yeah. So that's how it was. Did you? And then so I must have raced Abajo in 2016 with you yeah. guys too. Did you, you were you there? Yeah. So yeah. we met in the 2015 ho down. Mm-hmm. I thought I met you in the Abajo first. Yeah, but we, we, we. I don't know. You caught my attention because you had uh, the same pedals as me. <laughs> you had the, you were on the Catalyst pedals. I was. I, I ditched them. Uh, oh, Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm James still Wilson. on flats. <laughs> oh man, he's, a, he's a sponsor for this film, by the way. So it, here I can say what Catalyst pedals did for me is that I rode clipless when I first started riding. Oh, okay. So I rode clipless for for a little little while, like getting on the. And then I was getting pretty good at clipless, and then I got the Catalyst, and then I was like, I'm kind of liking flat pedals. And then I kept hitting my pedals on a bunch of rocks, dude, with them. Yeah. They, they were just kind of big. And then, uh, and I got me a pair of regular flat pedals. Just the Diamondback makes some pretty good ones that's, in-house. And that's what I run. Yeah. Shout out to James Wilson, <laughs> Pedaling Innovations. He's a sponsor of the film we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking, like, uh, I should go call him and see if he wants to do a podcast. Because yeah, he's here, right? He would be an interesting <laughs> dude, guy. Dude, he, he is. is he's, he's a missionary for... Um, Huge flat pedals. He's a missionary for the flat. Yes, an, an evangelist. That's, an that's evangelist. The word I'm he for. is one of the one of the few remaining evangelists. Yeah, I, I like his whole thing, man. I I I've been to his house. Like hung out with him a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He nice. he took me there and went in his garage and checked out all his whole. He hooked me up. He, nice. That's the one thing. He was super nice whenever we decided to ride him. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's an interesting guy. He uh he's making even bigger pedals now. So do you? Whoa, yeah. yeah. So keep following him. There's some new yeah, stuff well, coming I out. Yeah, I do. I I follow him on Instagram and all the time. Smaller pedals. I actually seen a video of him just recently because I was trying to find GoPro footage of these trails, and so I was just searching YouTube, and then uh, James Wilson has one going down. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Oh, nice. I was like, oh nice. There's James. Um, yeah, what what cool. do you do you notice any difference um, like with foot fatigue with riding bike parks specifically between the longer pedals and the regular length pedals? Hmm. I no. like I didn't I wouldn't I would I wouldn't be able to even answer that just yeah. because I don't know I didn't ride Catalyst long enough. Right, right. I'm on the same pair that I've had since he handed me the first versions in 2016. Dude, they've been through three bikes. I liked them. I liked them. I wish they were a little wider. I've also destroyed them. 
So and yeah. they're still going really. They're slow. a little narrow for my feet. So if James like is listening more. to this, just let him know Tim needs a. <laughs> I Dude, we've got we got a couple. I have four pairs sitting right up there on the shelf. Oh, there shelf. you go, Tim. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's uh, he, he's helping out with uh, sponsoring with some uh, with some pedals and stuff, so we can get people on. Yeah. We're riding in the film with different with the pedals and stuff. So it's so sick. Pretty <laughs> sweet. The new the newer versions are nuts. So many different pins. So nice. Way better than the old version. All kinds of ways to destroy your shins. Yeah. <laughs> you ever want to hit your shins on a decent set of pedals? Yeah, catalyst pedals. They have great grip pedals. on your shoes and on the fronts of your legs, otherwise known as your shins. Oh, the most best pedals I've ridden though. They're uh, I like how narrow they are actually. Yeah, that's because are, you, are they narrow? I don't. You, what size? I guess I don't like, remember I them being. That's because you wear an eight and a half. <laughs> Should we have like introduced ourselves? Uh, no, it's all right. Here, I I'll introduce. Hey, I want to know if I get your guys' names right because I've never. I don't know how to say your names. I call you Tim DeCosta. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And Caleb Weaver? Yeah. Dude, really? First, first time. That's just how it is. Yeah. Dude, first no. try. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's so a, that's now people deal. listening know that that's Tim DeCosta, Caleb Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this so, is fun. I'm yeah, all excited. Yeah. I've never done this before. <laughs> My first time. <laughs> Well, it's cool, man. I'm glad you guys sat here and talked to me. The main reason why I came out here is obviously because you guys are filming. I think it's just off the charts. No, you're just here to race. Well, one thing I want to figure out because I'm lost in this because I've known you guys from racing and stuff, but yeah. I don't know. I follow you guys on Instagram, so how is how does everything work? Because I know there's light bulb media, <laughs> and you guys are both kind of like involved in it. And then there is grassroots cycles, which you guys are – pretty <laughs> hardcore about do one of you guys own that or how how does it all i just tie it all in for it's me very, so it's I a little understand. confusing everybody it's a little confusing because so we're like we're always cross pollinating so to speak yeah. our uh <laughs> our social media word. it's kind of a gross way to say that is but <laughs> caleb caleb will talk to you about light bulb media because that's who he is okay light bulb media yeah so um i started light bulb media i mean i've been doing video stuff since i was i don't know 12 13 years old um, and so that's all, all I kind of ever wanted to do. So that's, that's light bulb media is technically like my video production company. Um, and then, um, because I need somebody that's better than me at cinematography sometimes, then I hire Tim. Awesome. Yeah. Your stuff is super legit. It, it, I was blown away when I visited your YouTube channel and I like how you go off and do things outside of, uh, bikes and stuff. First I just thought it was bikes and then I'm like. Bikes so are, sick. Bikes are hard to make money at. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You pretty much have to do everything in the Grand Valley if you want to try to make any money. We're actually, yeah. We started kind of broke into the, well, we broke into the professional, professional stuff, I feel like. Well, Kayla's been doing it for a, a lot longer professionally than I have, but broke into it in like 2013 with professional wedding video stuff. Nice. And that's how I kind of got like, oh, I can make some money at this. Yeah. And then Caleb took off with like, more of the production company side of things and I was like trying to do that but I was trying to do too many other things and yeah so it's hard to run a bike shop and a video production company at the same that time that brings us to grassroots cycles there you go I don't own grassroots cycles um, okay. but I'm the I'm the service manager at grassroots cycles here in Grand Junction Colorado and it's um we're the small shop in town awesome but uh we're a pretty cool shop and we carry a bunch of really yeah I've been in there once and Kona Transition Marin Mondraker, so nice. pretty, 
pretty pretty small tight uh, tight group of people who are running it right now it's the owner me and some younger kids who are up and coming shredders and stuff who are helping out in the shop but yeah that's what grassroots cycle is and I'm, nice. i do a lot of i do all the social media and stuff for them too so how long have you been working there uh full-time for like two years a little over two years um, but on and off for like the last five or six years just get like give just a tiny brief background on grassroots cycles Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Grassroots Cycles, this is 10th year this year that it's been around. I haven't been there for the whole time, but I came in like 2010, 2011, um, kind of on the end of the, the heyday, I would say, of the shop. Um, they kind of started like super, super wild uh, in 2008 um with uh they kind of got big because of ranch style if you've ever heard of ranch style it was a huge so I, bronze and silver stop on the fmb world tour okay i don't know a lot about it but i follow you on social media yes and i follow a guy named dj brant brant yes. How am, I, am i saying that right yes that's a that's another part of the story as okay well. and it is Am I on the right track You're as far right as knowing track. what the ranch is? Yep. Okay, cool. So, the so ranch, I kind of know what it is, yeah. The ranch was Matt, the owner of Grassroots Cycles Backyard that he bought back in 2007, 2008. And they built this huge course up there. And somehow he got it into the FM, a stop on the F&B World Tour from 2008 to 2013. Dang. So every year from 2008 to 2013 in May, they had a bronze and it went up to a silver stop on the F&B World Tour right here in Grand Junction. We had people from all over the world coming out here. We had, you know, all the big guys from back in the day, Jamie Goldman, and um, if you're into the free ride world. And are, are we talking just slope style yeah, stuff? Yeah, slope style, and, so, and so even no, the big mountain stuff. It's not like downhill mountain biking. It Some of them were oh, crossovers, really? like, wow. I mean, Kelly McGarry. And they would race out there on that ranch? Some uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was slope style. So it yeah. was like huge jumps. But there's okay. slope style, there was dual slalom. There's a dual slalom. Oh, okay. was it the longest dual slalom? Yeah, it's one of the longest dual slaloms around. Like, I don't know if it's the longest in the world, but it's one of the longest, coolest dual slaloms in the world. And then there was like cool trails all over up there too that they built like just like, just like sketchy ladder stuff. no yeah. oh okay it wasn't really cross country no no no, no cross country it was, it was just like north like sketchy north shorey type north shorey stuff, stuff but okay. then bigger jumps but it's in the desert and in the desert so you're riding off of slick rock drops perfect, and perfect. wall rides and stuff and it was cool and it was a really cool time when i came in because it was kind of the heyday of when we had a zillion riders on the team and it was just yeah it was super wild we had a lot of cool people and it was a really cool it was a really cool time for the shop because we got really big okay. from those events because that was the owner yeah. of grassroots cycles yeah. running his, his, all okay. of those well, events. and the person that was the main service manager right yeah was james who was james. built all that stuff he was there. the one of the main builders he is now single track trails if you follow them not He's, the same pedal guy not james no pedal sorry guy. No. James Different. flatten okay okay Different James. He built all the trails up at Powderhorn. He built all the trails up at Powderhorn, except for most of the green. Yes. Um, single track, but he's one of the main diggers for single track trails, if you follow them. One of the bigger, uh, like, trail building companies in the country. Is that, like, single track magazine? or is No, no, no. Single track, tra single track trails. It's confusing. It's <laughs> a little, yeah, it's single <laughs> track trails is a, is is a trail building company, and they build from coast to coast, all sorts oh, okay. of stuff. And, but the guy who owns it is from Colorado. Greg Mazu, he's a really cool guy. He's actually helping us out with this film as well. Shout out to Greg. <laughs> wow, everything's man, connected. We're professionals. Wow, we're, we're getting really good at this. <laughs> you guys are, man. Um, getting everybody together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's also running some more stuff in the area too, Greg. Anyways, James helped start the shop with Matt back in the day. Um, and he built all of what's up at the ranch. 
um, all the cool stuff and all the features up there. Anyways, all of that happened from 20, 2008 to 20, 2013. It was really cool, um, but kind of like everyone kind of grew up and moved away-ish. Oh, in that's like a bummer. 2004, yeah. to, from 2013 to 2015, like there was this kind of like everyone got old, had kids, got married. <laughs> There's a lot of people moving around and moved away and stuff, so it was kind of a changing time. Um, I was overseas for a couple years, and I came back in 2014. So that's like my reintroduction back into the scene. It was kind of a lot different. Um, and yeah, we kind of just went back to a, a smaller shop and we didn't do, gra- we didn't do ranch style anymore. Um, and so the ranch kind of sat dormant and then, uh, to tie back in DJ Brandt this last winter, um, Matt kind of was like, you know, I kind of want to do some more stuff with the ranch and DJ kind of came in and he's really big on the F and B stuff. And like, he's goes to all the fest events, like most yeah. fest events, like he's, he's so from sick. Fruta. He's so sick, dude. If you've seen any of his, like, first introductory videos from, like, starting back in, like, 2011 and stuff, I made all of his, like, videos back in the day. Okay, yeah. I kind of figured you guys are pretty good buddies. He's way too cool to use me for video (laughs) stuff now. Like, he's, like, legit stuff Yeah, he is, dude. His stuff is really cool, but I'm really (laughs) proud of him because he's, like, put so much work into becoming what he is now, and he's really motivated, and I'm really proud of him. And he gets to travel yeah. all over the country and even around the world. You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to travel a lot. Female, yeah, and uh, anyways, that. I'm proud of him. He's rebuilding the ranch and he's going to use it for a pro part for one of his sponsors um, this year. It's what he's building up there. So if you've seen like stuff and yeah, I've seen little snippets of him kind of hitting stuff. Yeah, he's he's hiding most of it for his video part. Awesome. It's going to be nuts. I think I saw you do a 360 out there the other day, or no? I might have. Yeah, uh, he built a new step up in the in the back the back 40 and uh yeah i uh tried to three it but i'm a little little old for 360 and i think trail landed bikes, it, man. So i thought he, landed the enduro it. Bikes he, he probably did he always says he's too old for things yeah. and then goes and does them it's uh anyways that's that's does that kind of answer the story there so like, sick, way, way more it. information <laughs> Wait, no but, no it's perfect it's man. all it's part like, this is in our gonna be in our film it's, oh, a, it's gonna okay. be part of a segment in our yeah film. So part of the history of the valley, awesome. because a huge part of the valley or a huge part of the, the trail, like, like, and understanding what bikes are in the area was around the ranch style stuff, at least for the free ride okay. jumper yeah, it, scene. It definitely, um, it, I think it was a very cross country, uh, pedally scene before the grassroots crew kind of came and, okay. and ranch style came and, and it brought a whole nother um kind of set of riders and kind of open people's eyes to like what you could do on a bike in the grand valley during those years the first ever free ride only downhill mountain bike trail on public land was built here at lunch loops that's called free lunch free lunch 2008 i think 2007 2008 somewhere in there i don't know what date um yeah I'll, first ever in the i'll country. have to go ride it i'll yeah. be here a little i'll have some time saturday evening and then it's rowdy maybe sunday uh, morning a little sh- bit if we're, uh, uh, i'm not around saturday. tomorrow yeah. evening <laughs> yeah. you guys are like me just super busy <laughs> <laughs> you should hit me up tomorrow um i might be around okay. if i if i earn yeah. enough brownie points with my wife she okay. might let me out so. yeah i got i got my race tomorrow but yeah i race pretty early so i'm usually Chris is gonna race and go really fast it's only three stages <laughs> so it should, should be good that's no true. climbing. No Zero. climbing. Yeah. That's how Angel Fire was, but there are seven stages. No climb. Just get off the lift. Two days. Two days of yeah. just off oh, the lift. Sounds Send brutal. It. So it was like a seven-stage downhill race. Yeah, right. It was, it was brutal, man. I'd be tired. That one hurt. Like, my wrists legitimately hurt, and like, it just tore me up, especially all the pre-riding and everything. It was like... Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so uh, 
what were we talking about? Talk, talking about the, uh, let's just talk about you guys' film, man, because yeah. that's the main reason I wanted to talk to you guys, because it's, it, I don't know, man, I'm blown away by the quality. That's just, you guys are pros, dude. <laughs> I, you guys should take a lot of pride in your guys' work, because I think it's it's great. So what, um, what started you guys to do this film, man? Eh? Oh. And, and, and what's kind of the <laughs> film going to be about? Is it, is it? everything you guys are gonna do cross country is there gonna be any races in it is it gonna be like you know, what yes so i guess well, i guess answer the first question the first. yeah how did it yes. how did it come about maybe maybe i'll answer yes. how it came about and you can tell them what it's what is, it is now yeah so well it's kind of a couple years now it's kind of fuzzy it was like 2016 it's like winter 2016 at least 2017 not, yeah I, I i'm trying to remember where the idea came from i think um, I mean, we've talked about it for a long time. We're like, let's let's make a video about all the bike stuff in the valley. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of places that have claims to fame about mountain biking. I don't think the Grand Valley is like on the top of that list, but I think it's a part. It 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 has a place in the overall story of mountain biking, you know, in the U.S. And it's it's got a unique, interesting history. And uh, I think I felt like there no one had really done that in a w- good way here oh. um uh to kind of told that story and i think that's as honestly as far as it went at the moment like w- you know i just thought this could fill a niche for people in the grand valley because we you know i i've always believed that when you see something that you know you say you see your local area or your local trails or your local ski resort or whatever um shown in a really beautiful way like it it builds this like sense of pride or like stoke in you and it helps you see it in a way that other people see it, you know, see it in kind of a new way. Exactly. Um, and I've always tried to do that. I've shot stuff for Powderhorn resort for a long time. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, um, yeah, I just feel like we can do that. And so I think that was kind of like the start of all this stuff. And I, and yeah, Tim and I just started talking about it. Um, and, uh, we're just kind of, decided to just do it you know because that's just how things happen you know exactly, you yeah. just just do it um and so we talked to a bunch of different people around the valley about how to do it and i mean it's it's a it's a relatively big endeavor to tell the story of mountain biking in a certain area there's just a lot of different pieces and so you just wanted to make sure you got the story straight well right? yeah and, and, and covered it how, how it, uh, you guys got show notes the whole thing there's like a whole <laughs> so we're we're still not we're we're so I think where we're at right now is that we're gonna have a a qualifier in the beginning of the film saying this is Tim and Caleb's rendition of oh, okay. the story because there's too many there's too many people that deserve credit there's too many perfect you know we just can't tell the entire story yeah. um, we don't have the time for that awesome yeah so it kind of just turned into this huge thing it's it got really blown out of proportion because we were like originally we were like let's just film a bunch of cool riding let's have people on the palisade rim let's have people on it started out really simple groups. as these things do so you guys are gonna make like just an edit of just an some, edit. Edit. some edit. sick stuff yeah. yeah yeah and it was gonna be super simple and we we're like sweet uh this is gonna be super simple um we're gonna film a bunch of people riding in different places 
Um, I think we knew it was going to be a little painful. We knew it was going to be a little painful, and then we were like, "Oh no, let's uh, let's try and tell a story." Yeah. Um, Caleb's. If you look at a lot of our video stuff, like Caleb is really into narrative type stuff, really into awesome. telling stories, more um, stage stuff, more uh, what we would call like not documentary style, where you're just capturing real life as it happens, okay. but like actually like creating stories with light and actors and 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 tons it's just a lot more work yeah you know? yeah yeah but it makes stuff look so much cooler it does, because man. it's like cool um yeah we should show you a little snippet are, are you guys working on. are you guys going to is it going to be voiceover is it isn't oh, there be there's a, there's all sorts of stuff so the, the structure so back to what we were saying the structure changed so much because we were just like oh we're just going to make an edit of all the cool writing and then we're like oh let, let's tell a little bit of a story behind how these trails were built. Oh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. And before we knew it, we were like, oh, we're making an entire historical documentary yeah. feature length of the Grand Valley and mountain biking in it. And we were like, oh, no, what have we done? And whose version of the story are we going to tell? Yeah. And that was, that's been the hardest thing we're putting together now is like who, who, because there's a lot of guys and a lot of guys who've been we'll around call them forever. Old timers. Gotcha. Who built all of this stuff? Who nice. put in the yep. blood, sweat, and BLM tears? Right. To gears. Gears. That was your gears opportunity. Oh, missed, <laughs> missed opportunity. Man, this is my first podcast, guys. I'm sorry. Um, so it turned into a. It turned we, into. Will you guys have a nerd like hire someone with some rad voice that's all raspy and old? Oh to, my like, gosh, we're, we're way ahead of you on that <laughs> on that uh, front. We've we've kind of got an interesting narrator. Um, we're trying not. We're trying to be a little more. I mean, you've seen a lot of interesting mountain bike films and like epic, gravelly voice and talking about stuff. Yeah. But we're also trying to be a little self-aware in this film as well and be a little meta, so to speak. That's kind of the people we are. That's kind of the, the stories. Uh, not always the stories we like to tell, but kind of how we live our life and we kind of are like trying to put ourselves into this film a little bit. So that's kind of where we're leaning towards right now is telling it with a narrator. Nice. Um, but at the same time, a narrator who's like <laughs> self-aware like that he is the narrator of the film. It's like on like he's going to, we're planning on having him like on screen. On screen. And maybe, you know, him. with a bathrobe and smoking a cigar or something. <laughs> you know, that's gonna be sick, dude. It it could be really interesting. We've definitely bitten off with more than we can chew. Is where I'm trying to go with this because yeah. we've essentially, I think we've set up what 17 different interviews at this point with different people. That's to, just the interviews. That's just the interviews, like basic interviews with people, um, and that's ranging from some of the original people in the valley who like created a lot of the trails to other people who are like brand new ish to the valley young people who are just like part of the the scene now to you know yeah. teenage shredders who are going really 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 fast um we've got like we're trying to we're trying to uh unfortunately it's uh it's gonna be a little rough but we're trying to grab all of the spectrum and try and yeah. get a good cross-section of the whole thing all the way across while not leaving everyone anyone out but at the same time it's kind of impossible yep hence the disclaimer caleb talked about and and we're really just excited to tell a story we hope that it's uh interesting and engaging and creates some like ownership because a lot of the story is based around public lands is what nice. it comes down to where, cool. how trails were developed and how trails were made around here was public lands yep. because 
public lands are our lands right you know and we get to use them in certain ways but you know as as things developed with the blm with national force and with stuff like they had to sanction them people had to create and it's still an evolving process even today of how we create trails create sustainable trails work with local trail advocacy groups work with trail building companies you know we're not a huge money making area yeah so as far as like money that cities have and stuff for outdoor rec it's not huge like some places like boulder and right you know right. stuff on the other side of the hill but we we're, we're trying to tell the story in a way that shows that people need to get involved now to create and sustain the areas that we want for our kids oh. and to create and sustain trails and build more trails and protect and maintain the trails we have now for our riding when yeah. we're older and right now even. And uh, we, we hope that it turns into a little bit more of a, a call to action in that way for young people and people who don't know the process. We're trying to essentially show people the fact that it takes like years yeah. for trails to get built. Dude, um, so cool. For any, yeah, before any shovel goes to dirt, like there's a lot of hoopla you got to go through, and we're finding that ourselves as we try and make this film with um, a lot of the hoopla we got to go through. So it's it's gonna be an interesting process, and I hope I hope that we can do it justice, if that makes sense. Yeah. Of uh, I think I think my biggest fear is like not doing a lot of different things justice and telling the story that in a way that really, yeah encompasses all of the all the pain sweat and tears that a lot of people had to go through to get the area where it is now exactly and it's gonna it's gonna be a cool film we kind of have it broken up into three sections right now past history you know the present where we're at what we have and what the future is for the area very cool and uh it's it's gonna be really cool we got a lot of cool people involved and a lot of people who are helping with a little bit of promotion and monetary wise and a lot of people yeah. who are also um just really willing to help out with a lot of stuff and people like you who are yeah yeah I've, that's talking to us and exactly promoting yeah. It, so yeah. i want people to, to hear about it the overall film yeah um just to give a really brief rundown and just just cut us off if we're rambling too much because there's, there's no way, man. we, we have a lot to talk time. about, go on about i was gonna ask but, you um, but go ahead I'll, I'll ask you after this yeah so basically yeah like tim said it's broken up into three different segments or chapters you know we're kind of calling it past present and future um so past is kind of broken up into further broken up into three segments um and some of these are designed to accommodate um some of our sponsors um so and, and we chose we pitched to certain sponsors because we thought they fit naturally into the film not the not you know we came out from that perspective not just like whoever we could get because sometimes it's just not a natural fit hmm. um so you know you want a product that's gonna work really naturally and it's going to be able to be shown in a good light easily um in your film um so you know we wouldn't go out there and pitch to you know uh, a running shoe company or something you gotcha. know it just wouldn't make yeah, any yeah, sense yeah. so you know we we pitch to companies that First to companies that grew up here in the Grand Valley and things because they were had a natural place in our story, um, and also we—I mean—that was another big thing we wanted to do with this film, which was to, um, you know, help us all grow together. Yeah. Um, but sorry, I got off track. But basically, so um, within our past segment, um, we want to talk about—I mean, 
ultimately this film is about what it takes, right? So right, I, right. I think that's what's going to resonate with people um, is either either your community has gone through this process and you can relate to the ups and downs of it, um, or you haven't gone through the process and you're interested to see how one you know how a community goes about doing this so so keeping that in mind um we wanted to find out like what about the inception of these trails like what about this area inspired those original guys and and women to go out there and like ride the trails and like and like you know get up early and and go out there before work and like what made people want to like band together and what what inspired people? Because you know, it was it started a little movement, you know, that yeah. completely revitalized the town of Fruta. Because it was, yeah. um, it really wasn't much before mountain biking really um, kind of gave it a new life. Um, so we start there, uh, and then we go to um, uh, companies that kind of grew out of that initial trail, um, that initial trail work. So um, we're focusing kind of on MRP, um, oh, just cool. because they're you know they're one of the bigger the bigger mountain biking companies that actually has its actual headquarters here. Oh, wow. Um, so DT Swiss North America is here also. Um, but you know, there's Swiss company. I didn't so know just that. Have, yeah. Yeah. They're, oh, uh, very cool. yeah, they're right over there, uh, in the business industrial area. But, um, but MRP, like, I mean, they're, they're all here, you know, except really? for some casting and things that's still done in Taiwan, like everybody. But, um, so we want to talk to MRP. Um, Have a kind of like a, an in-depth kind of little segment with them. Yeah, yeah, and and talk about you know some about their products and things. But but because this film's really all about like what it takes, like you know why did MRP grow here and how how did that contribute to furthering the mountain bike scene here? You know um, when a when a company moves into an area, um, you know it's. Uh, you know, they hire people are, that are mountain bikers. You know, it, it uh, you know, furthers the, the culture of that, you know, of that kind in the area. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then those people spend more money and, you know, it's just a, it's like a cycle. Yeah. So, so we're going to talk to them a little bit, um, talk about uh, some other things like ranch style, um, these kind of bigger things that kind of grew out of that initial trail development, right, that really kind of gave it a kickstart. Um, and then we're going to kind of finish off the past segment with um, uh, kind of trail progression. So, you know, you had these original trails and then this growth and then how did trails change kind of because of that. And right. Tim kind of talked about some of that already with single track trails and the first free ride trail on public land and sanctioned free ride trail on public land and things. Um, and then bikes too can contribute to that I, a little bit. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And the progression of bikes, you know, I mean, you know, there are trails. I mean, that's such a big that has such a big impact on how trails are built and the kind of people that are riding and building exactly, the trails, right? Yeah. And the kind of bikes they're riding. And, and, you know, when some of these trails were built, you know, people ride rigid bikes Absolutely, and the capabilities yeah. of those bikes and cornering abilities and all that stuff were a certain way and, and people rode a certain speed and now people are riding faster. And so, yeah, yeah all that stuff changes. Um, and then uh, with our present segment, we really want to showcase, you know, what we have now, um, which I think, uh, is a, a pretty good, um, a pretty solid community. So we're, we have a segment on community things. Uh, one of our buddies has a pump track night. 
um, and he just invites people over, all kinds of people. You don't have to ride bikes. It's like theological discussions happening in this corner, oh and like, God. you know, people send in uh, motor scooters over this <laughs> pump track. There's just all kinds of. There's dogs and children, and like everybody's grilling. It's a super great time. So stuff like that yeah. um, that really fosters the community. Uh, and then um, we have a we have a an event segment. So races races mm-hmm. and, and festivals and things. We have the Grand Junction yeah. Off-Road here. Um, that's a cross-country race. Right, um, right. Part of the Epic Rides. It's uh, part of the Epic Rides series. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And our buddy races it on, races the 30-mile, thir- 30 30-grand race on a fully rigid transition clunker with coaster brakes. Thir- what do you call it? 30-grand race? Uh, yeah, 30-grand, th- 30 miles. Oh, um, it's part of the, the Epic Rides. Yeah. Technically 33. It's oh, okay. 33 miles. Uh, yeah. Do they do that on 18 Road? or No, yes. it's Lunch Loops. Lunch Loops. Oh, Lunch Loops. Yeah, yeah so it's the most technical uh, stop on that series. So a lot of up and now. Yeah, and it's lots of rocks. <laughs> yeah, I rode a little bit out there. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty gnarly. Um, so we kind of follow him through some different races. We did that. We had also have the Grand Enduro here, which is a, a right. locally you know held a little uh, bit newer huh? Enduro race. Yeah, um, also in the same area. Um, and then finally, our final segment for the, that middle present chapter uh, is just a trail variety. So it's probably going to be a little more staged um, with some really like intentional rad riding. And it's going to cover all the bases from, you know, up at 10,000 feet on the Mesa, um, riding all that stuff down to, um, you know, the smooth buff 18 road to chunky lunch loops. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, some more alpine stuff up at Turkey Flats up on the Uncompahgre Plateau. In the spring, it's like wet and sloppy, but you can still ride it because it's, but yeah, it's resilient. Where's that at? Um, so it's, uh, it's basically like, south east like of here. 40 minutes from here. Yeah. It's like driving to Powderhorn. But it's down, it's a, it's towards the uh, the National Monument. It's past the Colorado oh, National Monument okay. instead yeah, of yeah. towards the Mesa. Gorgeous. Yeah. 10,000 foot. You can see the LaSalle's um, from from the top there. It's yeah, okay. it's pretty sweet. Um, we got all sorts of stuff right here in town. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like for, to go for being that. in the desert. <laughs> so we just really want to show the variety, and that's like the variety segment. We want to show like we are. It's a lot of desert riding. Let's be honest. It's a lot of desert and a lot of rocks and a lot yeah. of crazy stuff. But we have a lot of variety within less than an hour of here, and we're less than two hours from Crested Butte, two hours from Telluride. 40 minutes from Powderhorn, like lift access stuff right there. So then we're less than two hours from Moab. So it's kind of, kind of the best of all the worlds really. Did you guys both grow up here? Uh, no, no, I grew up in Southeastern Pennsylvania in uh, Lancaster County. It's a really big Amish kind of known for its large Amish population, which I was not, but (laughs) I get asked that a lot. (laughs) And how, when did you move here? So my family moved to Cedar Edge, which is about, I don't know, an hour uh, east, southeast of here, um, when I was 13. It's on the other side of Grand Mesa. Yeah. So like oh, the side of the Mesa right. you rode bikes on today, all uh, the, if you yeah. drive that highway all the way over, that's okay. where actually both of us grew up. Yes, yeah, so no that's way. where I met Tim. Wow. I drove through that town one time a while oh, okay. back. I turned in Delta and came yeah. back to yeah. Grand Mesa that yeah. way. And they're having like a big festival. So, I don't know. Apple Fest. Cool. That's was what it was. October? Yeah. It was packed. And in Cedar Edge? It had something to do it with It had apples. to have been the Apple yeah. Festival. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember it had something to do with apples. Yeah. First week in October. <laughs> apples. Good old Apple Fest. So I, I moved around a little bit and then settled in Grand Junction. But I met Tim in Cedar Edge. <laughs> yeah. You guys both grew up there? Yeah, we both grew up just south of Cedar Edge. 
Tim was Tim was popular though. Like that town's really, 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 really oh, tiny. It's hopping. <laughs> you guys it's have one like of a, the cool kids that hung out at the skate park. You guys have a gas station there? <laughs> <laughs> we have like two. You There's guys got two, two gas stations? Two. Oh, yeah. Dang, I thought. Nope. <laughs> Is there two? <laughs> Cedar Edge? Well, there used to be no, the no, Sinclair no, no. There's town. only one now. Oh. There's oh, only man. one. But there's one. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. <laughs> there's yeah. one. There's one south of Corey though now. So. <laughs> oh, and in Eckert. Never mind. There's like three gas stations somewhere in there. So many, so many fossil fuel options. So how we described where we lived was gas stations. Yeah. When I moved to Cedar Edge, there was no stoplight. And now there's a stoplight. And this time you guys were really small in Cedar Edge. Um. Or not really. We probably didn't meet till we were like. 12 or 13 oh i didn't i didn't move here till i was 13 so it yeah, would have had to have been 14 15 we were both homeschooled i'm admitting that on well, a podcast wow <laughs> nice so we did a bunch of outside classes like okay. some sciences and hard sciences and stuff and that we we hung out a bit during why was uh, tim more popular than you yeah or, why do you why do you say why that why is he the popular one in town I, I don't know. He was just cool. He rode at the skate park and he had these buddies and like people that ride the skate park are like cool. And I just, I just took my BMX bike out in the dirt Hills and tried to spin it around, made videos of myself. Go on late. I didn't have, I didn't have anyone and go back about 17 years and you'll see some very interesting videos. Did you guys used to edit on the VCR? I did. I did. I did back then. Yeah. I, uh, I came in on mini DV. So we're talking 2004, 2005. So nice. I came in later, um, to the, to the whole. You can almost thing. edit right there on your camera. Huh? Yeah. It was um, like, it was DV. digital, but it was not, it was, right. it was analog digital and we had to still capture the tape to, Oh, you want mini DV tapes? Yeah. Oh, you had it so easy. Oh, it's so much better. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I did my, I made my first documentary when I was 15. It was like 20 minutes long. It was of this crazy, uh, missions trip. I used to do a lot of Christian East things uh-huh. as this crazy missions trip I did in Vietnam. And I Jeez. had this crazy sweet documentary of like getting chased by the government and getting the, this, the communist government coming and shut us down and all this stuff. And I lost it. Oh no. Because I was working on it's probably uh North is probably the the spies they probably, probably attacked you it's probably vietnam. you went to vietnam huh yeah when i was 15 long long story other okay. part of the yeah. other part of my life but we'll do another podcast oh yeah. man you could <laughs> yeah i could go on for a long time but yeah i lost i lost that documentary it was such a cool documentary and windows media player no windows movie maker yeah back oh, in yeah. 2005 that was sick uh just fried my computer <laughs> couldn't handle a full full 20 minute wmb quality yeah it went straight to uh yeah it's gone that's so crazy you guys both just were super into that the whole camera thing and yeah we were into it in different ways yeah some of us uh some of us you know how you know you you want grew up wanting to be like a pro football player or the president or an astronaut and then some of us just never got a clue and realized that it was a stupid idea so Oh, funny. Is there any way we could take a break? How late are you going to stay up? No. I'm... I have to go set up a racer for tomorrow Sorry, at the shop. It's taking us a long oh, time yeah? to get through it. How long are you going to be there? We can wrap this up pretty quick. Yeah. Well, we could do it there. 
go interview Dan or not? No. Yeah, I probably better get some rest. You, you though. need to get some yeah, sleep we too. Yeah, should let but, you go to sleep. Sorry, um, it's taking us a long time to get. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just let's close real yeah, quick yeah. and uh, tell me like what are you guys doing nowadays? Um, Caleb, you're racing mountain bikes. You guys both kind of race. You guys, <laughs> I mean, do, are you racing? Any of you guys racing Duro yeah. Cup tomorrow? Uh, no. Oh, no. No, no. I, uh, I was going to take, uh, so, uh, one of the shop kids had a, had a spot, but he's a junior and I was going to go up there and say <laughs> I was him, but I didn't want to race junior class. Race junior. Uh, cause I would probably get whooped by a bunch yeah. of juniors is what would happen. Yeah. But, uh, no, we, I have, uh, I have my boy, Andrew Seals. You'll see him up there tomorrow. He's nice. a, a young blood. He probably won't even be wearing pads. Yeah. But uh, he's just <laughs> young. Probably wearing a full face, though. Probably wear a full face and no pads, and you'll see him going very, very fast. Nice. Um, he doesn't know how to pedal at all, but if there's no pedaling involved, he's... Yeah, he should be good. He's gone. Uh, so he's going he's gonna to hurt a little bit on the green. Uh, poor kid. But uh, we're working on him for next year. But, yeah, as far as us go, racing, I don't know. You guys are just super into mountain biking, huh? Oh, mountain biking is awesome. You guys just mountain bike. Oh, Oh, do you guys put in miles? We we were, I mean, yeah, we race, we race a little bit. Um, We we have the local, like, kind of downhill series here that we try to race pretty consistently. Oh, uh, nice. I didn't uh, know. Local shop, Colorado Backcountry Biker puts it on. Oh, it's about Powderhorn, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, And then, uh, then, you know, we usually race the Abajo and Duro down in Monticello. Perfect. And then we usually race the... um, the hoedown enduro, which uh, we have a friend's wedding this year, but nice. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, we try to try to get out and ride. We've both been pretty busy recently, but shout yeah, out yeah. to Isaac. We both lived at his house once. I lived in his backyard <laughs> in a trailer. Man, so many stories. We should hang out and do another podcast. Dude, we, we could do another one. Maybe, He's like, I'm never doing a podcast no, with these no. guys. Again. When <laughs> it your, takes forever. <laughs> when your movie's made, or anytime I come back up here, I'll just Sweet. sit down and talk with the guys. Sweet. Anyway, oh, yeah, that's one, what that's what we're doing now. I had one last question yeah. on the movie. Do you guys plan to have it? premiered at a short film festival some some kind of uh, premiere for it did you see the promo we made yeah yeah we're trying to get well, that in. i've seen yeah 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 the I little did. promo yeah, thing the, the, the kind of trailer yeah, yeah yeah it's awesome yeah we want to use that and we're putting that into some film fest just as like oh, nice. short uh, for this year yeah but next year we'd, we'd like to premiere it at some stuff but we're going to do a premiere here in town that's the goal oh nice um locally show people what we made get local to people be like a community event, yeah. community event. get the mayor in on it and stuff get oh him, man i mean he's dude, a, the city would be stoked yeah. this yeah. is doing a lot for you guys' community yeah. like, I, that's what we're hoping yeah. mr haggard right no he's uh <laughs> we got a new mayor now we have a new mayor that was uh that was before <laughs> nice but uh yeah we're doing we're doing a premiere um and then we are gonna we're gonna enter in some film festivals we're probably also gonna potentially do some showings we've had some interest on the front range some shops wanted to show it and i mean yeah. basically if, if anyone's interested in showing it wherever they're at we're happy to send it down to them and have nice, them do it man. and Find then um it. how can anybody help you guys with this is there any i mean check us out on facebook uh follow facebook dot uh, com slash what it takes mtb i think it's just what it takes is it yeah. what it takes okay. okay yeah it's just what it takes it's what it takes or what it takes mtb should know okay. this but uh is your guys a kickstarter thing still up no that <laughs> was, was a very short-lived thing um <laughs> we tried it um because yeah. we were like let's try and make money this way but uh, we didn't quite meet our goal, yeah. but we had a bunch of people who were really cool and corporate sponsored us right. essentially. Sick. And a bunch of people who pledged money too, like smaller people too, not just corporations yeah. and big businesses. So that was cool. Yeah, I think just, um, I think just, yeah, 
keep up with us uh follow us yeah. um if you're interested we're we still um we're still doing uh some sponsorship stuff we'll put your name or your logo in there it's just if you're Perfect. interested talk to us we'll, we can probably figure something out for you um also share it keep sh- um sharing our page um and uh we're going to be putting dropping some teasers probably over the winter as we start editing yeah. um so just keep keep getting the word out there and does anybody want to follow you guys what's instagram your, or whatever um so mine's just uh light bulb media on okay. instagram and uh facebook yeah and i'm tim DaCosta photo that's Perfect. t-i-m-d-a-c-o-s-t-a photo or uh, grassroots cycles so i run all the media Perfect. for grassroots cycles and yeah that thanks again for having us on here dude. dude it's so much fun yeah we'll do it again for sure and i'll let you guys go because yeah you're in a hurry Take easy, and you gotta race <laughs> tomorrow calls. you're gonna I go really race. fast you gotta go sleep yeah <laughs> chris has gotta go to sleep right on bye podcast land <laughs> that's my first time oh thanks dude yeah that was fun <laughs> yeah, Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I just wanted to give a special thanks to PNW Components for sponsoring this podcast. They are uh, they specialize in dropper seat posts. It's uh, they make awesome seat posts. Any any size, 125 to 170, internally routed, external. Uh, but it's what we run on. It's what we run on our race bikes. They also make some stems and uh, a few other things. So check them out. I'll put it in the description. But use code Dropper15 at checkout that to get you 15% off all their products. So special shout out to them. And uh, with that, I will talk to you guys later.